0: This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info? How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. Got no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Miller, Adam Abdallah, and Chris Black. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell it. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that
1: is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome on in to week 13 of the NFL slates, And, of course, week 13 of your fantasy football league. For most folks, it's a win and you're in possibility. Or maybe you're working for a buy here this week. Maybe you've already clinched a buy, and you can rest some of your players. That won't do your actu- <laughs> that will do your actual players a whole lot of good. But if you want to go ahead and get cute, feel free. I, I always love that mo- that boastful move as a. Uh, I've got a bye locked yes, up. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, there's nothing more for me this week. I'm going to play my backups. That's kind awesome. of a That's a nice fantasy taunt that you can't find yourself in a lot of times. But if you do, I highly recommend go ahead and trash talking your opponents before the playoffs begin. That's awesome.
2: Well, Jeff, it's all about sports science these days. You got to get your rest. You got to get some sleep. And if you can take the week off because you have built up enough of a lead. Absolutely. You know, just start nobody in
1: some of those slots. That's fun. And, and then make fun of your opponent when you start still beat them in fantasy as long as there's nothing on the line of course this is fantasy (laughs) football frenzy we're with you every sunday morning starting at 8 a.m i'm jeff meller along with the best of 1000 adam abdallah and chris black who you just heard for an hour and they're going to hang around and we're going to talk some fantasy football answer your questions 312-332-3776 or you can hit us up on twitter i'm at jeff underscore meller adam is at adam a abdallah and chris is at chris black so Feel free to shoot us your questions via Twitter, and we will answer them that way as well if you can't get in on the phone lines. All right, let's get after it, boys.
0: Second and 10 at the Titans 41. Here's the snap. sides. He's back. Free play. Throws a pass down the field. And in the end zone, it's caught. And a leaping grab for the Titans. Antonio Brown. A free play. The Steelers strike
1: Peter. All right. So this is the biggest fantasy football move out there. We have Antonio Brown who cropped up on the injury report late in the week because of a toe injury. Now, Jeremy Fowler is the Pittsburgh Steelers beat reporter for ESPN NFL Nation. And he tweeted yesterday that the Steelers are hopeful that Antonio Brown is able to go. But they're preparing for as if he may not. And he says that in that instance, Juju Schuster-Smith, Darius Smith Hayward. Shuster. Thank you. I do that on all the time. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Darius Hayward-Bay, and um, who am I? Oh, Justin Hunter. Those three will work in to replace Brown if necessary. And Martavis Bryant would retain his usual role as the Y. So... This is a pretty big blow if you're a fantasy football player. My advice here is that because it's Monday night, it's going to get a little bit tricky. But I would say Antonio Brown, one of those guys, with because they're hopeful that he's playing, and that's what we have right now, again, at 8.05 on Sunday morning, I would say that he's worth holding out for, especially if you're a must-win situation. He's the type of player you cannot put on your bench, and he's worth holding out hope for. Like I said, and I'll, I'll run through some names, but I'll let you guys react well. that well. was going
3: to be my question. Who do you think people should... Obviously, we know this, the, the Ben Roethlisberger stats in prime time at night. He's been absolutely money. So throwing to Antonio Brown is something that you want. So who do you think that people should stash in the event that Antonio Brown can't go? Because that's going to be what you have to do. You have to try to pick someone up off the of waivers or something like that in, in the event that he can't play.
1: So I would say the first... Name that may be available in some leagues, probably a lot of leagues, over 50%. Brandon LaFell playing for the Bengals is probably your first option who's readily available. Because I'm going to assume, obviously, Smith Schuster is not available. Also, you know, A.J. Grain obviously drafted. So Martavis Bryant may be available and he would be the player that Scratch it. So I would put Martavis Bryant above LaFell, first and okay. foremost. And LaFell would probably be my second option. And then after that, now you're, you know, Hunter and Hayward Bay. Neither is a an option I want to start. But I will say, if you want to play it safe and you want to hold out hope for Antonio Brown, which, again, is something I would advise he's too good not to kind of hold out for, then either Hunter or Hayward Bay would be worth adding today And I say today because depending on how your roster is going to lock, obviously, and even if players are going to be on your bench, if their game is not tomorrow night, obviously they're going to be locked into your roster. Mm -hmm. So prepare ahead of time. Make sure you have, again, Martavis Bryant would be the first choice if he's available, LaFell second if not. And make sure they're on your roster today so that in the event that Antonio Brown cannot play tomorrow night, he's a late scratch then you have an option to turn to. So that would be my advice for how to work this.
2: Yeah, if you can't pick up one of these Steelers wide receivers who might take some of the uh, catches and some of the fantasy points that Brown may have had if he were playing, then I would just kind of ride it out and hope that he plays because the upside on Antonio Brown actually playing on Monday night is so high that that could be your weak difference to get you into the playoffs. You know, like I'm not gonna not play him on Monday because I have someone riding my bench who I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the yeah. upside is that high with Antonio sure. Brown that if you if you're able to pick up one of these Steelers so you can wait it out until game time and know for sure that he's gonna be out, then yeah, that's I think the yeah. best play here. But if you don't have one of these guys and you're in a bind and you don't really have the option to pick up a Bryant. Or uh, Smith Schuster if he's available, or someone who's going to replace Brown's receptions and his yardage, then I just kind of will stick with it. You've you've had him in your lineup all season long. This is the week that matters. I would wait. It's just selfish of Antonio
1: Brown to, you know. To worry about the toe injury. Yeah, so yeah.
3: like, like, come on. It, it. This is this playoff
1: week, man. Bryant is available. Martavis Bryant is available in 58% of leagues. Like I said, he'd be my first choice to have on your bench in the event. Antonio Brown cannot go. And then Brandon LaFell is widely available. Available in 93% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. So, again, he would be my second choice. But... Again, add them today before the noon kicks because once your roster, once your players start playing, they'll be locked in and you will have nowhere to turn if you don't have that free roster spot. Because if Antonio Brown is inactive tomorrow night, what you don't want to do is be stuck in a situation where you need five points to win to make the playoffs. But your only option is dropping Antonio Brown. That's what you don't want to find yourself in. So, again, Martavis Bryant, Brandon LaFell, that's the advice Grab one of those guys. Put them on your roster now if you're an Antonio Brown owner waiting it out till Monday night.
0: Barnage motions to the right. Here's Campbell first down, looking, throwing. Gordon caught it. He's at the 35-40, 45-50. 40, Here he goes, 35-30. Bye-bye, Gordon. Touchdown.
1: So Josh Gordon will make his return today, and I think he is probably the second biggest, shall we call it, weak winner possibility out there who people are wondering what they should do with and i will say this i've been i've i personally am a little bit more reserved in terms of how i've been going about adding josh gordon to my roster but i will say this if he happen, if you happen to grab him stash him i think today if you the wide receiver position is usually a spot i like to play around with but if you have three wide receivers you can start He's a number three wide receiver, maybe a flex. I think Josh Gordon's big play upside is probably worth putting into the lineup unless you've got some great alternatives this week. And so I will say that if you were able to stash him, put him on your roster, and you're kind of like, you know, do I start him this week? You know what? I'm not going to talk you out of him. I think the upside is there. The big play ability is there. And for whatever reason, Hugh Jackson has gone out of his way to talk about how he has big things in store for josh gordon this week now there's no reason for him to you know be honest and tell you exactly what Mm -hmm. he wants but he's talked about it and i think josh gordon is probably worth a start if you can find the spot for him He's
3: the 31st ranked uh wide receiver according to espn ppr rankings it's just it'll be interesting to see how much they try to get him in the mix in the first game back you know whether he's just out there he can be uh, a factor in the game plan at all
2: well you know what's amazing about josh gordon is that until the other day when i actually sat down and looked at it josh gordon hasn't played since 2014 2013 2013. he played five games in 2014 2013 played 14 okay um but his yeah his his actual last
1: full season was 2013
2: yeah my point being is isn't it amazing how fast time flies because i feel like we've been waiting for josh gordon to return And it wasn't that long. And you think back to four years ago was the last Mm -hmm. time he played and played well. He was really good. I mean, he's still only 26. So the Browns might have some good productive years ahead of him if he can stay uh, clean and and on the team. But, I mean, for your fantasy purposes, I think this is one of those flyers that could definitely change the rest of your season in the playoffs because the Browns don't really have a whole lot at wide receivers, so if he comes in and looks somewhat like he was when he caught 87 balls and 9 touchdowns in 2013, you've got a really good player there. But, I mean,
1: again... That was three years ago when this happened. Deshaun Kaiser does have a big arm, and Josh Gordon can take balls away from defensive backs. So yeah. he really only needs one long touchdown to make your week, which is why I would say I've kind of come around on the idea of putting him in as your wide receiver three or like a flex if you're looking for a spot. To me, the upside on him is immense, and the physical talent is is there just to, to catch one long touchdown which in fantasy football a lot of times is all you're looking for from those spots. They
3: are facing clock, the 12th One, guns. they get it
0: off. Stafford back. Setting up a screen. Gets it to Abdullah. Ten. Abdullah five. Abdullah and zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions.
3: Finish your thought. I'll say they're facing the 12th ranked defense in DVOA and the Chargers, so they may be limited regardless of who's out there. So Josh Gordon may not be that big of a difference because they are facing a decent defense, but, you know, it's no reason to not take a flyer on him.
1: Uh, Amir Abdullah, the highlight we just heard there, is out for the Detroit Lions, at least per, uh, I believe Ian Rappaport was the one who had that. So the Lions will not have their running back who generally likes to fumble when they get near the goal line, which is always problematic for fantasy purposes. (laughs) Theo Riddick should see an increased role today. Treat him as your starter. Probably worth a start if you've been holding on to Riddick at this point the, you know, if you have him, it's probably a PPR format, but I'll say this if Riddick is out there in standard leagues, he might be worth a a grab and start today in desperation because the workload should be there for him. Very tough matchup not going to lie. The Ravens are a brutal defense to play against, but at this time of year, sometimes you're just looking for some volume from your running back, and I think Theo Riddick will provide that today. Yeah, and both
2: of those lines, running backs have been frustrating to have on your fantasy team this year because Riddick has not gotten the carries because Abdullah has gotten all the carries but then Abdullah doesn't get the reception so neither guy has really been a home run for your fancy running back so today you finally get the volume of carries touches and everything for theo
3: riddick yeah and riddick's someone that's been i know he's been on our bench he's probably been on a bunch of people's bench and you're like waiting for that moment to be like okay should i put him in this week should i not put him in this week because of the fumbles that abdul has had so now you finally get a shot but like you said, it's going to be a tough matchup, whether it's on the ground or through the air. The Ravens don't give up that many points so or that many yards. So It's going to be tough regardless for the Lions to generate any offense at all.
1: That is Adam Abdallah along with Chris Black. I'm Jeff Meller, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. And in that same game...
0: Block the inside handoff. Collins breaks a tackle. He's in. Touchdown, Ravens.
1: So Alex Collins, who was questionable, is expected to play with uh, an ankle injury, so that is good news for Alex Collins' owners out there. He's really the only offensive bright spot the Ravens have had this year. He's been pretty good, and I will say that the Lions have given up touchdowns to running backs for nine consecutive weeks now, so that bodes well for Alex Collins. I'd say if you were on the fence about him, he's probably worth looking at today.
2: Absolutely. Well, the, the Ravens' offense... Is bad. It is. Yeah. It's atrocious. He has nobody to throw to. Well, I mean, Joe Flacco also is not very good. No, he He has a total QBR this season of 32.9. The (laughs) last quarterback to make the playoffs with a total QBR that low was Mark Sanchez in 2009. His QBR was uh, 32.8. So Joe Flacco, not very good. The offense, not very good. You're not expecting a lot of points from the Ravens. And they're really going to be carried by the defense. So, you know, all fantasy play for the Ravens always bother me because their offense is so atrocious.
3: Well, I always talk about DVOA with you guys. And if you look at the Ravens this week in DVOA, they're ranked sixth overall. Yeah. They have the number one defense. They have the number one special teams. They have the 26th ranked offense, yeah. which just goes to show you how inept that Ravens offense. is. They could be the number one team. In the NFL, as far as DVOA is concerned, if they had the tiniest semblance of an offense, but they can't get anything going because they have no wide receivers and Flacco's bad at yes. football.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bad <laughs> offense. Bad
3: at football. But
1: Alex Collins is is again worth a start this week against the Lions. Rundies, So, but yes, the rest of it stay away because it's just awful. Third like
0: Empty set. Two right. Three left. Eric throws going for the end zone for Amari Cooper. Open. Touchdown.
1: All right, so Amari Cooper will be out today with the concussion. Also out, the other wide receiver, the other starting wide receiver, Michael Crabtree, due to suspension. Add-in Cordero Patterson is also questionable today, and that leaves Seth Roberts as the only real pass catcher in a game that looks fairly inviting with the New York Giants starting Geno Smith today. So what do you do there? Seth Roberts, I would say, you know, again, if you're looking for a flyer, maybe a wide receiver to work with today he's somebody you might look look at but i don't feel good about that by any means that's just strictly desperation the guy i do think see stands to see increase in workload and value today marshawn lynch who finally got going a little bit last week i think marshawn lynch against a giants team that you have to be wondering if they get behind how much will they really put into their effort that's look Every team, I believe, always goes out there with the intention of playing hard and will give you, you know, a good 15 minute, 30 minutes. Once, Once the less talented team, which is this late in the year, gets behind, though, that's when you have to wonder, okay... Are defenders really going to take on every single block the way they would mm-hmm. in a situation if they were fighting for the playoffs?
2: Ready for this? Abdallah, you ready for this one? So what Jeff just said to us, the less talented team sometimes they don't defend well because of the blocking and everything late in the game. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, which, which team is the least talented team between the Giants and the Raiders? I'll let you answer, Abdel.
3: Well, I mean, I think, the, I'm, being, I think I'm being
2: sarcastic, yes. but are we sure that the Raiders are not just a really bad team that have squeaked by
1: with a few wins? No, they look. Look, no, they, I, they have their prompts defensively, yeah. defensively as well too, but, right, I, but defensively, big time, yeah, absolutely. But, no, no, but I would say though that at least their playoff. But you've got a team. They, they and, have not been eliminated from playoff com- competition. No, that, no that's correct. You've got a
3: team that's because of a bad division. Bench their starter who had this a, a, amazing starting streak, and every the players were up oh, in yeah. arms, and the media media's up in arms about it. You've got a coach in McAdoo who's probably not going to be around. The GM may get may be gone at the end of the season. They're not talking to free agents, a uh, potential free agents and working on deals because they don't know who's going to be in the front office for the Giants. This team is done. What I was going to ask. Jeff is how does how do you rate Derek Carr right now? Like if you I have to don't. start Derek Carr, no, don't. Like do you, I, I don't. You, he's you, the 14th ranked quarterback in that uh, th- ranks. I'll tell you that right that's, that's
1: too high. I, I wouldn't. I would not start Derek Carr in my top 20 right now. He's yeah. he's not, he, with no pass
2: Here. catching options. To go with that, Amari Cooper not on the field with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Not only do his yards per attempt drop. His first down percentage drops from 33% to 27%. His total QBR goes from 51% when Amari Cooper's on the field to 37% when he's not on the field. So with Amari Cooper not there for the Raiders today, Crabtree not there for the Raiders today because his necklace was snatched on the field. Chain snatching. I would stay away from Derek Carr as well. That's great advice from
0: Jeff. Palmer hands off Peterson again up the middle and he's got the first down and more and Adrian Peterson's heading for the end zone touchdown Cardinals what a debut by all day
1: well you better believe all day So that was a good debut for Adrian Peterson, and it hasn't been nearly as successful since then, though. He's had one other productive game, but the Arizona Cardinals do not expect him to be available today. That is per Adam Schefter. Now, again, he hasn't been ruled out. That is a 325 kick, so it is a little more problematic for fantasy purposes. I'd say Adrian Peterson, not somebody you really need to hold out for. The Rams have been somebody you you can run against, but defensively they've been pretty solid. I would say, though, Adrian Peterson, not somebody you should be looking to wait on today. Go ahead and start anybody in the noon game if they're your better alternative.
2: The Cardinals offense overall, when a running back is not there healthy, they struggle. So even when Adrian Peterson's playing, how do you see the rest of the Cardinal players for fantasy purposes? I mean, like Larry, Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald, not a flyer as Fitzgerald. your like, second or third wide receiver, right? Like, yeah, Fitzgerald,
1: look, at this point not in a the whole season, lot there. Fitzgerald's probably a starter for virtually, like, unless you're really deep at the position, he is, I'm hard-pressed to say, unless you're starting only two wide receivers in, in leagues, which there are some of those, but if you're starting three wide receivers, which is fairly standard for most leagues, Larry Fitzgerald probably has to be in your lineup just by sheer volume. And then if it's a PPR league, you, you, he's a lock because he's a top 10 option in that format. So
3: I, I know we moved on to a different game, but uh, Adam Schefter has some news on the game we were just talking about beforehand. The Giants could fire head coach Ben McAdoo 24 hours after Sunday's game versus the Raiders. Sources are telling <sighs> Schefter and Mort reports. So <laughs> like, there you go. You know which team is going to be playing a little less hard today. Yeah. Yeah, again, but unfortunately, there's no real great
1: options for the Raiders to benefit fantasy-wise, except for Marshawn Lynch. If you've been, you know, keeping Lynch on your bench, definitely find a way to get him in today, because... Uh, he's a strong start top 10 running back option for me this year. I
2: also like the report of they could like w- w- why wouldn't you at this point if you're the Giants. Cuz
3: what's an interim coach going to do for these last few games? Like what difference does it make? Well, I think in their case specifically that he is now
2: embarrassed the franchise, wow, is this, which is yeah. a little different than like what we're seeing here a, in Chicago th- that- because the embarrassment level of benching your franchise great hall of fame quarterback is different in what happened in New York than what like, you're seeing with other teams, with lame duck head coaches who are probably going to get fired but at But this the end just of the year.
1: lends credence. I mean, what a complete disaster. Oh, yeah. I, oh, look, I, if I, I we're Oh, yeah. going I don't want to spend a ton of time on Eli Manning's benching because he was not a good quarterback this season, and it seems like it might be time for them to move on anyway. The problem is when Ben McAdoo's the one who, as the figurehead of the franchise, is making the benching over him when you know it's only a matter of time, they're 11 at worst or I'm sorry, at, at best for him, he's got five games left as the Giants head coach. And as you just said, it could be that today is his last one. That's the problem is for uh, John Mara and Jerry Reese to sign off on him benching Eli Manning when they know that he's the one who's gone. And and not for Davis Webb. That's where this whole issue is just a
3: disaster. I have one more question for you if we are uh, done with injury news and everything. is the um, We have breaking news this morning that Aaron Rodgers... Yes, is I expected to be back uh in 2 weeks. That's a perfect question and I've got some information on
1: that that I'd like to share right. with you guys when we get back. So, oh. you teed me up perfectly. Look. We will have how do you handle the Aaron Rodgers return week 15 for fantasy purposes? We will get into that next right here on Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy on
0: ESPN 1000. Playoffs? Have a lineup question? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Or do you just simply need an expert push because you're too indecisive yourself? Playoffs? Call the experts at 312 332 ESPN.
1: Get your lineup quandary solved. I just hope
0: we can win a game. On ESPN
1: 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm Jeff Meller along with Adam Abdallah and Chris Bleck. We are here for you. Again, 312-332-3776. Lines are jammed right now. We'll try to get to as many as possible. But you can also tweet us your questions at Jeff underscore Meller, at Chris Bleck, at Adam A. Abdallah.
2: We have the two-minute warning that wraps up every show here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. So if you tweet us, we will get you in in the two-minute warning
1: if we don't get you in before all right so abdallah you asked me about aaron rodgers and the fact that he is eligible to return in week 15 had his first practice i believe yesterday was it was it that yes. uh, so aaron rodgers back on the field and how should you handle this well i actually had an opportunity to talk with brian cole when i was hosting with fred hubner the other night and dr brian cole of course for the chicago bulls and the Chicago White Sox shared just exactly some of the problems you have dealing with the recovery from a broken clavicle.
0: These injuries will will actually do very well to heal within six to eight weeks. And then uh, you got to decide. Now, they can throw, but that's a lot different than taking a hit. So sure. the real issue, I'm sure, is he's probably healing beautifully. He's getting his athleticism back and all of his skill, accuracy, and velocity, and so forth. But the, the big fear is him actually taking a hit and getting a new fracture. So that's probably the major decision point. When do you actually release him to play? It takes a minimum of six to eight weeks before you have some level of security. And then it depends upon the healing response. And it could be 12, 16 weeks uh, based upon the, the nature of the fracture to begin with, how many pieces it was in, how common it is, as we say. That may dictate when you can actually return it back to a, a risk factor where he may take a hit.
1: All right. So let's assess this, break it down for fantasy purposes and... What I believe is happening here is that the Packers are keeping the Aaron Rodgers carrot dangling for the rest of the team. They have two very winnable games coming up today against the Buccaneers at home and then followed up when they visit the Cleveland Browns, which I think everybody would say is the most winnable game in football when you're on the road, the Browns. So they have the Bucks and Browns before Rodgers could theoretically return. And the problem for this in terms of... Fantasy-wise, as you heard from Dr. Cole, is, look, he can throw and look great. The real scare is if he gets hurt, that could be re-injured. And you don't really know until you start getting out there and playing and risking further injury by getting hit. So my concern is because of the way the NFC has shaped up, the Packers are currently 5-6. and six. They are chasing the Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks, who are both 7-4. and four that final playoff game, that's two games back. And by the way, they lost the head-to-head matchup to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They're essentially three games back of the Falcons. I am very concerned that if you're thinking Aaron Rodgers is coming back with a major, you know, he's going to be a major boost to your roster, you're you're going you're going to be disappointed because I, I'm not going to tell you come week 15 if he is returning that the that he's worth starting the first week he's back. Okay, it, it, you just you can't do that. Then it comes down to, if you survive it, and then you're in the championship week, are you going to feel good about starting Aaron Rodgers in your championship week when you got there without him? Unless he goes off in week 15, you'd have a very hard time doing so. He Look, I'll say this. He's probably worth adding simply to play the defense against your opponents having him and playing him against you. But I would not feel good about starting Aaron Rodgers at any point this year. Gentlemen. I, I appreciate your breakdown, Jeff. Yes. But do you
2: know in two weeks who the Green Bay Packers play? I'm aware. I'm aware. It's in it, two it's, weeks, it's, December it, 17th. This is,
1: this is, this is, go ahead. I'll let you.
2: They are at Carolina. Yes. So a good defense. Mm
1: hmm. Not one of the best, but a really good defense. One of the better ones. Mm hmm. Then you have Minnesota and Detroit. Yes. Well, and let's let's eliminate week seventeen because hopefully by now people aren't playing their fantasy leagues in week six, 17. You I know. There's sometimes there's that guy out I there. I know, but there's
2: always that. You're guy. right. You're right. Um, but here's the thing: I think you're you're riding on the concept that last year he was so good when he came back, or last year at the end of the season he was so good. So I mean, the the Packers ran off all those consecutive wins. They, you know, he made the guarantee. They went on their run. They got to the playoffs. They ran out of steam in the playoffs. Against the Falcons. I think that's what you're
1: banking on, is that he would come back and be that good just like that. Uh, Look, I just don't think you can, from a fantasy perspective, find a great path to starting him in week. Again, week 15, I'd be concerned he leaves the game because he re injures the collarbone. And and I don't know if the Packers are really going to start him if, even if they're. I guess if they're seven and six and they're not eliminated, they'll start him because they're chasing the playoff spot. But it's going to be a tough it's a it's a tough mountain to climb.
3: At Carolina, seventh ranked overall defense in TVOA, Uh, it could be tough in that he takes a bad hit the second week against Minnesota at home. I'm not that's a a brutal defense exactly. Well, I'm I'm not, but I'm also. I'm not a weather guy, but it could be four degrees in Green Bay, and that that adds that those aches and pains yeah. hurt no, a little more, right. and those hits hurt a little more when it's three degrees.
1: So uh, a long way, long-winded way of saying that he's probably worth adding to keep on your bench so that your opponent can't start him if he's out there, but I would not be counting on him for anything in terms of fantasy purposes because I just don't feel... Like you could, you, it'll be hard to pull the trigger and start him.
2: Well, that Panthers game, though, will be a, a game that is going to affect the playoffs because Carolina's is sitting in that fifth spot, right. eight and three. So based on what happens with the Panthers over the next two weeks, I mean, that could be a game that could get the Packers into one of those final playoff spots. So it, you're right. It's tough to read the minds of the Green Bay Packers because if their franchise quarterback's ready to play, how do you not? play him even if you're worried he may re-aggravate re-injure the Well, no, no and, and
1: look i think they'll play him it's just from a fantasy perspective yeah. i don't think you'll feel good starting him in week 15 that first week back that's what it comes down to let's get it off to the calls here uh let's try joe and berwin has some running back questions what's up joe
0: hey buddy how you doing gotta win it to stay in it man i need a half point ppr i need to sit one Devontae Freeman, Jarek McKinnon, or
1: McCaffrey? All right, so McCaffrey, who was listed as questionable, is expected to play today. So especially in the half-point PPR format, that's really where McCaffrey excels. For me, it's easy. Devontae Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, because Jarek McKinnon has seen a lot of his touches go to Latavius Murray over the last few weeks. So I don't feel good about McKinnon when you have two better alternatives at that stage of the game.
3: Yeah, those are two top 15 running backs according to ESPN rankings. McCaffrey's seen a huge rise in his role in the run game uh, because of the injuries that the Panthers have sustained. So absolutely those two. And in
1: that same game, Greg Olson is not expected to play today. So he uh, left last week's game, did not return. They were, playing, they were a little coy about whether or not he would play this week, but he is not expected to go today. So if you were counting on him to be your tight end, you may need to make other plans. Let's try Pete in Norage. What's up, Pete? Hey, guys. I got a strategy question. Yes. Um, what do you do when you have your top defense playing against one of your top
0: quarterback or your wide receiver or your running back? I mean, one steals from the other. I mean... No, as far as
1: points, it's a fair question, and I would say this, Pete, that depending on the defense you're talking about. So obviously, like Jacksonville, Jacksonville, the the Eagles, the Ravens, the Rams, those four have kind of shown defensively in terms of fantasy purposes that they're elite and they're very productive this year. The rest of them, you know, they have their their hits or misses. So I would say if you're if you've got a quarterback who If if anything, you're limiting your upside if you're playing your quarterback against your defense. But if it's a really good defense and it's a really good quarterback, for instance, like maybe you find yourself, you have Russell Wilson, but you've also got the Eagles defense. What are you going to do in that situation? You can't, to me, you can't bench Russell Wilson at this point. He is a must-start in fantasy. Mm -hmm. So, Russell Wilson, lock him in. If you want to go around and look through the waiver wire and see if there's any better alternatives so that you can pair Russell Wilson with another defense and maybe... Keep you know your upside as high as possible. I can completely sign off on that, but don't do so at a, at the expense of like dropping the Eagles' defense. We mentioned this last week. You, this is the time of year you should have a few roster uh, bench spots where you can carry two defenses. Yeah, you don't have to worry about everyone's always like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be carrying two defenses. That's at the beginning of the year. When you get to this stage of the game and you're worrying about the playoffs certainly carry two defenses and worry about playing the matchups
2: a couple of options maybe if you're someone who says i have to play that court like maybe if you are a russell wilson owner you know you have to play him against the eagles and you maybe don't want to play the eagles because maybe you want to root for the fact that the seahawks might win the game and he'll have a good fancy day for you maybe you spot start like the chargers because they're going against the browns and maybe not everyone in every league the chargers are taken already or if you're someone that maybe wants to go against a bad uh, quarterback situation maybe you go with the detroit lions because that ravens offense is so bad that maybe the lions defense gives you something and then you can not have to root against yeah. yourself basically that's
1: something i i would consider yeah and again it's more about just you know maximizing the potential upside because uh as our caller pointed out, it, 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 you're 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 limiting your upside when you're playing your defense against the top-flight quarterback. But again, if anything, you're going to mess around with the defense. Don't worry about. I wouldn't you know bench a stud quarterback against the defense because certain guys you have to play in fantasy. They've just earned it at this point. Let's try Mike in Mount Prospect. What's going on, Mike? Hey, gentlemen.
0: You guys were helpful last year for me to win the championship. This year is a little different. I need to win today to get in the playoffs. I got a half-point PPR, uh, two running backs, DeMarco Murray at home against a tough uh, Houston, ranked number fourth uh, in defense, or Isaiah Crowell at LA Chargers, ranked number 28.
1: Absolutely, I hear you. So, Crowell has, the the one thing you can do, you point out, Chris, the Chargers defense is something that you may want to, if they are available, they're definitely worth snagging and playing against the Browns today. But if you're going to get get to the Chargers, it's going to be on the ground. And obviously the PPR format really doesn't help out uh, Crowell or Murray much. Neither is a huge pass catcher. Murray a little bit better than Crowell. In this instance, I'm probably going to go ahead and I'm going to start Crowell because Murray's just been too up and down for my taste this year. So I would start Crowell. I think if you're going to be able to get him, it's going to be on the ground against the Chargers. Yeah,
2: you mentioned that Chargers defense, but I think Crowell is going to get more attempts because, like you said, DeMarco Murray hasn't been consistent with the amount of attempts he's gotten running the ball. He only had 12 last week against the Indianapolis Colts. He had 8 the week before against Pittsburgh and 14 the week before against Cincinnati. I think you'll get more consistent touches with Crowell, hopefully
3: more fantasy points. Demarco Murray ranked 20th in ESPN's PPR rankings. Isaiah Crowell 25th.
1: No, it's a, and I'll I'll admit that one's a true
3: toss yeah, up. It, it It is, is close one, yeah. yeah.
1: But I, I just don't let. Yeah, I always at least Crowell. I know is going to be the lead back. You never quite know what's happening yeah. with Demarco Murray, uh, but uh, I admit that the Chargers' defense is a tough one. So understand the dilemma for him, for Mike. Let's try Tom in Bridgeport. What's up, Tom?
0: Hey, I do it today, guys. How
2: Excellent.
1: I
0: need two of these three. I need our uh, Golden Tate.
1: Zay Jones from uh, Buffalo or Orleans Darkwa. So yeah, so in that case, Golden Tate for me. I know he's been a little disappointing. Had a tough week last week against the Vikings. But Golden Tate for me, he's the true. Like he, he, he generally you feel pretty good about his involvement in the offensive game plan. The others you're unsure of. Uh, Orleans Darkwa, man, it's tough because the Giants. Once the Giants get down, Darkwa is not in their plans at all. And it also sounds like Wayne Gallman's going to see a little bit more of the backfield this this year. So. I'm going to say Zay Jones. I don't feel great about it. They're not terrific options, but when it comes down to it, Tate and Jones for me, just because we talked about the Giants and where they don't know what they're going to be. And again, if they get down, Darkwa really is not in their game plan. They will, you know, they will turn to Shane Vereen in the catch-up mode, and. uh they although, can quickly although, eliminate Darkwood's value.
2: I get the um game situation. If they get down, he won't be in the game plan. But to protect Geno Smith, don't you think he will be in the game plan at least until
1: they're down? Yeah, so if no, the game's he, close, or if they're ahead. He'll see he'll see volume as long yeah. as they're within two scores. It's if it gets away from them early, they could quickly ah. go away from Darkwood. Derek Carr only throwing a yard
2: downfield every pass, I think they'll be fine. I'm just telling you guys right now, the so Giants and the Raiders dip- aren't that it's different. It's a bad
1: game. You, uh, <laughs> yes, you, uh, are you. So you're advocating for Darkwa over Zay Jones, which is not a well, terrible option. But I mean, I I can see people saying that the Raiders are just going to be a team that's fighting for the playoffs. They'll
2: kill the Giants, but you know, we we kind of fell into mm-hmm. that trap two weeks ago when everyone thought the Kansas City Chiefs would roll the Giants and the Giants played a decent game. They won the game. This is yeah, I mean, this the
1: Raiders is, are not that much different than the Chiefs. This is where when you predict the game flow and how it's going to unfold, you you. You find yourself feeling, oh, feeling but Jeff, silly. That's every why week.
2: I'm a rebel when it comes
1: to fantasy football. Well, that's, that's fine. That's
2: but that's why, <laughs> that's,
1: why I, that's why I try and take that aspect out of it as much as possible and go with the most talented players. <laughs> just like, well, that's why I don't listen to you guys. That's uh, why I'm, I'm the guy. The expert, guys, and you
3: guys I, are just here.
1: The guys I don't listen to: Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. I'm Suck. Jeff Meller. We have about 17 <laughs> more minutes to answer your questions. We will do so next. <laughs> right before Steve Mongo McMichael, and Fred Hubner take over with Chicago's NFL Game Day, this is Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. <laughs> You are listening to Fantasy Football
0: Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. Have a lineup question? A trade dilemma? If any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. Or do you just simply need an expert push because you're too indecisive yourself? (laughs) So, who would like to start this week? the experts at 312-332-ESPN. Get your lineup quad resolved on ESPN 1000.
1: I'm Jeff Meller along with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy again with you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and as you heard there of course Doug Martin out again. Concussion is something Doug Martin owners have known all too well for his career. Always seems to be hurt at key moments of your fantasy football season. But he will not go. Jacques Quiz, Rogers, and Peyton Barber will see some increased workload, although I would feel uncomfortable starting either. As we mentioned, if you're just joining us, uh, some of the stuff we went over. Antonio Brown, a game-time decision for Monday night. So make sure you prepare and have a backup handy in case he cannot go. But he is definitely worth waiting for because he's that good also uh alex collins will go for the ravens amir abdullah will not in that same game adrian peterson the news is pessimistic surrounding him he has not been ruled out yet but it's a late game don't count on having him again amari cooper out michael crabtree out stay away from the raiders unless it's marshawn lynch greg olson will not play for the panthers christian mccaffrey will Josh Gordon returns to the field. We have been talking about that a little bit. And also the Aaron Rodgers, we broke that down. But uh, that's about everything we've hit on. Anything I missed, boys? I was going to ask you about Jamin Swinston.
2: He's uh, questionable for today's game. Is there any play for you if he plays today? He's 17th ranked on ESPN.com for fantasy quarterbacks. Obviously, you're stretching if you have to go to Jameis as a start today, especially if you're trying to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on Jameis yeah, Winston? He,
1: and he, you know, he's been up and down all year. And it seemed like when he did have the shoulder injury, when he incurred it, that's when his play kind of fell off. I'd rather wait a week and see if possible. But again, I understand sometimes you're in a pinch. So if you don't love your options, you know, I, I could see making the case to start Jameis Winston over guys like uh dalton mariota alex smith for instance but but hopefully you weren't relying on those players at this point
3: winston is not on the menu if you're gonna eat a w don't stop doing that finger lick the stop it's weird. Weird, like yeah, w- weird. knuckle you, you,
2: eating your knuckles. Don't do that. Hopefully, so hopefully you're you, going to throw Mongo off with that. Stop hopefully,
1: you can eat down, a, stop. hopefully you can eat a W and get into your fantasy football playoffs <laughs> this week. Oh, and also Aaron Jones returns for the Packers from the MCL this week. But Jamal Williams will in all likelihood see a good majority of the carries. So don't fear if you're a Jamal Williams owner. I think you're good this week. Although you may be concerned going forward that Aaron Jones eats into his touches. All right, so we'll uh, take a few more calls before the two-minute warning here. Let's try Nick in Louisville, and if you can make it quick and get some more calls in, that'd be great, Nick. Thanks.
0: Yeah, really quick. Standard uh, league uh, flex option, Derek Henry, Tariq Cohen, or Nelson
1: Aguilar. So in this instance, I want Nelson Aguilar. I want a piece of that Eagles offense when Mm -hmm. possible because neither uh, Cohen or Henry are great options at this point. So go with Aguilar. Let's try Randy in Wooddale. What do you got, Randy?
3: I got a problem here today. If I win, I win a division. I got Hunt, Lamar Miller, I got Collins from Baltimore, and I got Darqua from Oakland. Which out of the two out of those four do I play?
1: All right, Hunt and Alex Collins. Those are your plays, Bench, Lamar Miller, and Darqua. You can't get away from Kareem Hunt. The matchups are too good down going down the stretch for him. And let's slip in one more before the two-minute drill. Let's try Eric. In Chicago. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you guys doing? Great, man.
3: I was uh, wondering, should I go with uh, Carson Wentz or Big Ben today?
1: Oh, it's an easy call. Go with Carson Wentz because Big Ben may not have his best weapon tomorrow. We're unsure. And Carson Wentz is just too damn good to bench. The Seattle secondary is not what it once was with all those injuries. The option should have been to trade one of them a while ago. Ah, but hey, you probably weren't going to get a whole lot back from Ben, so I understand.
0: We're coming up in the
1: two-minute warning. This is the 2-Minute Warning.
0: And that'll take us to the 2-Minute
3: Warning.
2: All right, Jeff, let's start things off with Jeremy. He listens every week. Standard non-PPR league. I need 2 of 3 for wide receiver. Funches, Landry, or
3: Cup? Funches and Cup.
1: He said 2 of 3, right? Yep. Yeah, Funches
3: and Cup. Uh, Ollie and Rogers Park. I'm going to guess he needs 2 out of these 4. Ryan, Roethlisberger, Bryant, or Juju Smith? Ryan,
1: Roethlisberger, Martavis Ryan, Bryant, Juju, and Juju oh, Smith. I think yeah. he's slipping in two questions there. I let's, think he is two, so let's go, let's go, I said let's, two of four. Let's go with Matt Ryan, and um, I'm going to play Juju Smith Schuster. Guys, I think he slipped it in. Uh, here's a question from Adam on Twitter uh, Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo? It's the first time today we mentioned Jimmy G's name. He will be starting on the lakefront, and I'm going to say don't start him in fantasy this week. He doesn't have any real good skilled players to work with except for Carlos Hyde who will probably be running the ball quite a bit mm-hmm. even though he does catch some but that's not going to help Garoppolo's stats I don't expect a big game I think he'll be good but uh, you don't want to start him in fantasy that this week. answers
3: Adam and LaGrange's uh, question as well so ah. we'll go with Matt Ryan Adam and LaGrange Steven St. Charles as a PPR he needs two: Devontae Freeman Johnson Tevin Coleman Davis or Parker
1: so Devontae Freeman Duke Johnson Tevin Coleman Corey Davis or Devontae Parker in the PPR format. You got to start Freeman, assuming he's uh, a go, and I think he will be. All the signs are pointing to that coming out of concussion protocol. And then I would say go ahead and start Duke Johnson in PPR format because that's where he excels.
2: Inka on Twitter has a super flex question. Stafford or Larry
1: Fitzgerald PPR. Wow. Super flex. PPR. I'm going to say Fitz. Normally I would always say the quarterback, but the Ravens, it's a tough matchup. No, scratch that. Oh, here, here's why. Switch. Go Stafford because he's got more upside. Even against a terrible matchup, you can't bench a, a good quarterback in the super flex. They have, they have too many opportunities to throw three or four touchdowns and have a monster day that, that a, a standard player won't. That's going to do it for us, folks. Fantasy Football Frenzy again every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Thanks for listening. If you missed it, check out the podcast. We'll tweet out the link for Chris Black. And Adam Abdallah. Don't go anywhere. Fred Hubner, Mongo McMichael, get you set for Bears 49ers coming up later today. They're up at 9. I'm Jeff Maller. Thanks for listening, folks. This is ESPN
3: 1000.